Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. This week, we're joined by Titus from Mid-Valley Mercenaries. We'll be discussing tips for hunting the grasslands of California and the backwaters of the Midwest. Ladies and gentlemen, Titus, Mid-Valley Mercenaries, how's it going, man? Doing good. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. So, uh, first off, got to hand it to you, man. Uh, just watching some of your YouTube videos, you guys really been smashing the ducks out there in California. Just hold on, guys. Technical difficulties. Yeah, he's saying oh, there we go. Now. There we go. Yeah. All right, man. So, how about you tell us about yourself, Titus? Well, I'm actually a helicopter crop duster here in the Central Valley. That's what I do for a living. Um, started out in construction and decided I didn't want to do that no more. So I went and got my helicopter license and been doing that for about 10 years now. And I've been hunting since I was, my dad took me hunting since I was like five years old, big game hunting and everything else. And got into duck hunting when I was like 15. My uh, friend Travis McDonald got me into it, took me when I was 15 and I've been hooked ever since. So um, that and I got a wife and we've been married for 10, 12 years and two little girls and uh living the good life Enjoying awesome life. awesome so uh you say a pilot pilot crop duster so is that uh i know in indiana they use like the i don't know the smaller just airplane crafts like what's the i guess i've never seen a helicopter uh crop duster is that just um something they do in california or they do at other places but you know the the airplane crop duster has been around a whole lot longer right after world war or uh i'm sorry after World War II, which the helicopter crop dusters didn't come into after Vietnam, and then, uh, but it is a lot more. I'd say it's more prevalent in California, but they definitely have a lot of them um, back east too. It's just not as widespread, I think. Mm, gotcha. So, do you have your pilot license too, or is that different from a helicopter license? It is different, but I do. I'm working on my airplane, my fixed wing license too. But yeah, helicopter is it's definitely a different license, but it's a little bit easier once you got one. Yeah, that's pretty cool though. You ever uh, take your uh, helicopter duck hunting, like get to the spot <laughs> faster? <laughs> that, that would be nice. I think I might get in trouble for that though. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So uh, you're from California, so you guys uh, hunt public mostly out there? Yeah, it's all pretty much all public land hunting. And uh, you know, I know there is a lot of guys that hunt what they call the rice, and they'll they'll buy like a pit for the season or something like that. Mm. But myself personally, we all just hunt like public refuges, so gotcha. it's it's a whole different beast for sure. Nice. So when you guys go out there on the the refuge and hunt that public land, uh, I guess I've never really seen like a boat in any of your videos. Do you guys just walk out or what? Yeah, you know, we check in at the check station, then we walk out there and we decide. You kind of decide where you want to go in the morning based on like your reservation or something, but also. 
there is guys that use boats. I don't have, you know, a boat for duck hunting, but there is uh, certain refuges do allow you to do that and they can get in different spots that we can't, you know, maybe where the water's deeper or something. So is that like a, a John boat or canoe or it doesn't really matter? Exactly. Like... Yeah, exactly. Okay. So none of those like big, big boats you see in like the timber hunts in uh, Arkansas or anything like that? Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. And so, um, what is your guys like normal group size you guys hunt? You know, <laughs> that's funny you said that. Cause we've talked a lot about, about that, you know, the more the merrier and it's a lot more fun like that. But the problem is hunting out here in the grasslands, uh, one of the things I was going to talk about later was the concealment and just having five, six guys, mm. as fun as that is, it just doesn't really work because you're, it's someone's always moving or something and it really could, it could mess gotcha. up, you know, the birds coming in. Yeah. So we, I mean, I personally, I like two, but you know, three max, something like that. So two is, uh, is, uh, your brother, your normal partner I've seen, he's pretty, uh, he seems yeah. just about as crazy as you, I'd say in your videos, <laughs> yeah. I guess. And he's actually, he just recently got into it like three years ago and he, yeah, he really became addicted overnight for sure. So it is oh, definitely wow. fun hunt with him. We, you know, we think a lot of like and stuff and of course he's my <laughs> brother too. So I nice. kind of have to like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what are your plans with your YouTube? Uh, you got, uh, I know this is, is this your first i think this is your first season really filming the the duck hunting stuff yeah exactly yeah you know what i really am trying to really push it and i've taken it about last three months kind of right before duck season i was doing some fishing and i really want to get it i mean i'm really trying to work you know post at least one or two videos a week in duck season it's definitely a lot easier but i mean you know from fishing to big game hunting to predator hunting um reviews stuff like that i mean i'm gonna keep the content coming you know at least once for sure once hopefully twice a week but um i've always honestly i've always liked making videos i really have and my my parents can tell you that since i was a little kid but it's just now that i have this it's one way for me honestly it's to share a it's like for me to like save memories mm -hmm. but also i like i like it because other people like it too so it kind of is like a double yeah, whammy, yeah. you know yeah, I'm pretty much the same way with my YouTube. Like, it's just like, a, I love going back and just seeing the hunts I had yeah. from the past season. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it is cool to share it online and share your story. And uh, I mean, connect with other hunters. I mean, from California, that's pretty crazy, you know? Yeah, um, it is like, cool. yeah, I've really, I didn't even know about the duck scene in California, but man, it, I mean, it seems like the more I look at it, like California is almost like a hidden gem or maybe it's not, maybe I just didn't know about it, but it's just, yeah. you guys have some good duck hunting there. Yeah, it is definitely for sure. So, uh, I mean, with that being said, so I guess you got plans to continue and you're going to be filming all next season as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. And, and you know, on saying that I personally would love to, I have some nice cameras and I'd like to get some better shots, but hunting like we do, at the refuges it's really tough and i'm gonna figure a way out this next season to get better shots close-up shots birds come in slow motion stuff like that but mm -hmm. i told my buddies i'm like you know i love ducking too much you know to put my gun down oh, just yeah, to yeah. get some shots but i'm definitely going to try that next year and try to get some better spots and maybe even some you know blinds or something like that yeah i think one of the best ways to do it is the way kind of the freelance does it and i don't do this either i, yeah. I do the same thing like I, I put cameras behind me uh -huh. and i wear the gopro on my head i don't always wear it but like you know i try to get all the angles and stuff yeah. but they kind of take turns you know and they that film yeah 
I mean, but it is, like you said, it's really hard, especially on that first group. Like, if I get past the first group, I might start putting the camera down or the gun down and picking up the camera. Right. But, like you said, it's just <laughs> you don't want to miss your, your limit or your shots and ducks. Right. And, uh, yeah. So it's kind of, you know, eh, uh, yeah. a give and take on that one. Right. So what kind of camera you got? I'm going to guess you got, like, a GoPro, a GoPro Hero 6 or 5 right now. Is that? Yeah, I got the 5 right now. And, uh I also have a, you know, I have a, um, a DSLR too, like I said, but I just haven't <laughs> committed to taking that out there. It's a mm. Canon EOS 70D. Okay. But, um, Is that one pretty good? Is that like actually, the step bef- behind the the Mark cameras? Yes. Is that what it is? Okay. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So nice. Well, we'll see. Are you just worried about getting it in the water? Or? Well, no, you know, honestly, really what it is, is, um, that's another thing that's different here about where we're hunting on. I'm saying some other places would be totally different, but hunting in the refuges when the flight's over, it's over, which I'm sure that's like that anywhere. But what I mean is it can only last 45 minutes. It's not like I'm mm. cleaning up my decoys. Birds are still coming in. It's over. It's over. So it's like, <laughs> you kind of want to leverage your time, you know, cause you don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah. I've seen, I've seen a lot of guys on video where they're like rolling up and birds are still coming in. And I've been places like that too. And it don't hurt. You can pass up shooting and you can video because you know there's plenty coming around. But mm, it, yep. it really isn't like that where we hunt. It's, you got to kind of get what you can get while you're there. Gotcha. So is the the shooting time pretty much like the, the first light, you know, first 45 minutes of shooting light and then the last 45 minutes? Or is that what you're it's saying? 30, you're... It's 30 minutes uh, before sunrise. So you have your sunrise time. Well, I guess I'm at, I didn't meet the, sh- I'm, I'm at the, the flight time, not the shooting time. Sorry. Oh, right. Yeah. I, you know, obviously weather is dependent, but I mean, with, you know, that three hours, um, probably somewhere after the shooting time. Yeah. And then about three before, you know, the end of shooting time. But the thing is too, I've been out there on a clear, sunny, windy day and from 11 to two o'clock was like the best time. So it's really, couldn't really name, nail it down, but yeah, it is, it is pretty much after in the morning and then the evening i'd agree with you on that gotcha yeah it's pretty similar but yeah like you said we, we can have some flights here and there that aren't i mean those are definitely the prime time for where i hunt you know first usually first light last light it's really hard i feel like to call them in um but first flight you have a way better chance calling them in and getting them yeah. to decoy. But like last light is like, they know where they're going. They're going back to the roost or they're uh, going to feed and then they're going to the roost and okay. it's really hard to pull them off there. You got to be either at the feed or, I mean, you don't want to hunt the roost though, because then you won't be hunting those ducks anymore. Right. Okay. All right. Well, let's see what's going on in the chat. What's up guys. What's up, Brooks? Peter? Glad to see you guys back again. And we'll get to Q&A. I don't, I don't know if there's any questions in there yet, but we'll get to Q&A at the end. So, uh, um, anyways, guys, if you made it this far, you're not subbed. I think everybody's subbed in here. Then uh, go ahead and hit that sub button. Hit that like button. We're on the road to 1,000 right now, trying to get there before the, the cutoff for February 20th and uh, not get kicked out of the YouTube partner plan. So it'd be awesome if I can stay in that. So thanks guys. And uh, you guys, if you haven't checked out Mid Valley Mercenaries um, channel, make sure you guys get over there and look at his stuff too. He's got some good stuff, some sweet duck hunts. 
and uh, he's going to be working with Rocky. I should ask you about that before we get to the general topic. So you got uh, is he what is he thirteen weeks now? Fourteen? Yeah, he uh, he'll be thirteen weeks on Tuesday. So yeah, he's twelve still. Twelve weeks. Twelve weeks. Okay, so twelve week old Labrador puppy. Yeah. Nice. I had to actually put I had to actually put him in the kennel because I he's on the front yard. I'm afraid he's take nice. off. Nice. Yeah, my dog is. Uh, how old is my dog? I, I lose track. There's no way he's two years yet. Yeah, he's two years. What? That doesn't seem right. Maybe he's two years old. <laughs> I can't believe it. But he's, he's still young. Then that's good. Yeah, but it just seems like it was yesterday. He was a puppy, and uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he got his first retrieve in late season goose goose season last year on his uh, one year old birthday. So now he's yeah. Oh. He's, so I guess he's not two. He'll be two in like a week or something, because oh. that was it was like the last weekend of. Uh, late goose season last year, so yeah, that's pretty cool. So you got big plans to train them, and yeah, I was just I kind of did a lot of research before I even got a dog, and I was trying to find someone I like their methods, and I end up going with Chris Aiken. I like I really seen I don't know I just like his style, so that's who I'm going with. Nice, yeah. I actually haven't heard of him. I think I looked him up in your first video because I'm really looking to fine tune my dog this summer because mm-hmm. he's trained, but like I just I have some issues i guess the best way to say with him and uh like he'll go and retrieve ducks but um we just got i i want to get him fine-tuned almost like a hunt test dog if i can but um i mean that's is that what you're going with going for with yours yeah kind of because at first i thought oh i just want him to retrieve i want him to you know stay when the birds go down until i send them but then the more i thought about i was like man it kind of would be cool that we have you know do all those extra things you know so I, yeah. I, I'm going to probably try to go as far as I can with them, honestly. Nice. Will you actually do any of the hunt tests or just make them up? Just a hunting dog? I don't know. I, honestly, you say that. I was just talking to my dad about that. I was like, man, that would be kind of cool to do those hunt tests. But I don't know. I'll have to, I guess I'll see how he, you know, he goes. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about it. It's just I got so much other things. I don't know if I'd have time. But it would be awesome. Yeah. And I think... Sure. I, th- I don't think that I can get him as fine-tuned as you need for the hunting test because he's just got some bad habits because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't read any books. You know, I just watched some YouTube videos, and I wish I would have, like, you know, got a book and s- stuck to a system kind of like you're planning to do just from start to finish because, I mean, once you get some bad habits and you don't know what you're doing with them, you know, then I think it's harder to fix that. Yeah. But, I mean, some other guys that do dogs would know better, like freelance and maybe, uh like, uh right uh girls hunt vlog too oh yeah <laughs> that's the wrong name but something like that um all right so yeah let's go to the general topic so today's topic we got um five tips from titus for hunting the grasslands and i'm going to give five tips for hunting uh the public areas the backwaters of the midwest that i hunt so i'll start first and uh the first thing i got is um, just every time you're out there, every time you're going to hunt or you're scouting around, just you got to look for the best locations because there's just certain locations out there that are going to be way better than others. And I got like a certain spot I call the honey hole and it's just, it's off the river, down some back channels and in a big pool. And like, uh, I mean, it is the honey hole and, uh, there's, it's probably the best place on public land that I've found. And if you can find a bunch of those spots, you're just going to be able to get in limits on public land, um, way better than it than people who aren't going and finding those good spots and i got another spot call it wood duck heaven and uh i mean there's just tons of wood ducks out there and uh you get in the right spots 
find the birds, you know, that's the most important important part because if you're not in those spots, it's just going to be way harder to get on the birds. Yeah. All right, to you, Titus. Well, my uh, one of my first one was extreme concealment. I mean, that you kind of say, well, that goes this for everybody, and I agree it does, but I've been some places where, like, it just didn't seem like you had to be that concealed. It was like the birds wanted the spot. It was like the X. And in hunting the public refuges and stuff, they see, to me, they see everybody. So they're looking for that little hole where they don't think nobody's at, you know? So it's like, you really, that's why I said less guys really is almost better because it's easier to really, really be concealed. Like you're getting down in the toolies using the sun to cover up the shot, you know, get in the shadows of the toolies and stuff like that. So, I mean, no movement, extreme concealment. And, you know, that's where I feel like you really got to do because, you know, like I said, that's kind of a basic, oh, concealment, but I've hunted some other places. I hunted Canada too. It's almost like it didn't matter. It's like the birds were just coming in. You're like, dude, you're standing wide open trying to clean up your still <laughs> landing, you know? Yeah. You definitely, you definitely got to be very, very concealed because I've watched birds when they do want to work and there's no one else around they'll circle and they're circle and you can tell them they're, they're dropping their heads looking. I mean, yeah, they take yeah. a lot of time to look before they even think about coming down. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you guys just, do you guys ever try like portable blinds, like an A-frame or anything, or just, just stick to hiding in the tall grass? <laughs> we mainly just hide in the tall grass. I have tried the portable blinds. The water usually is about knee deep. So, I mean, I know you could kind of set it up in that somehow, we did that one time on some big water and it, it worked okay, but it wasn't really a preference. Gotcha. Choice, you know. Just better to, to go in the tall grass. Yeah. Pretty much. Gotcha. All right. So the second one I got is, um, just avoid the crowds. And, and one of the best ways to do that is to hunt the weekdays because, um, you know, weekends, even if you're finding those good spots, they're not going to be, if they're on public land, other people are going to know about them and they're going to be fighting you for them. But if you can get out there on weekdays, you know, maybe like a Tuesday or Wednesday, give it some time to rest or even Thursday, you know, like, uh, from the hunting pressure that's on the weekends, then you're able to get out there. The birds aren't as pressured. They've had time to come back to those great locations and, um, just really benefit to, to avoid the crowds by hunting on the weekdays. That's, that's a really good tip right there. I agree with that. Yeah. And I'm able to do it like, cause, um, one, like my work is flexible. So I know a lot of people aren't going to have that option. Like I can get in by nine. So like you're talking like early season, I think shooting times like around like six fifty, and then that prime shooting light, maybe that first hour of light. So, I mean, you're talking seven fifty, and then you get back to your vehicle and you drive to work and it's nine o'clock. So, yeah. and if I wasn't able to do that, I'd shoot a lot less ducks. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I'm flexible too, and I can, I definitely, I could agree with you. Our midweek hunts are definitely better. Nice. Sure. You guys get out there in the, the midweek on the refuge, like they don't have yeah, any restrictions or. They'll have, well, they'll have a Wednesday, basically. You can hunt on a win. You basically can yeah. hunt on refuges Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. That's it. Gotcha. <coughs> All right. Got your next tip? Yeah. Uh, the tip number two I was thinking of is sometimes. <clears throat> no calling you know because mm. uh, I've, heard, I've had some people say man you don't call it much which personally I'll, I'll edit out a lot of that just because I don't feel like I need to put a clip of me calling before every shot you know but 
<laughs> we do call a lot if the birds are if that's helping but I, i've seen a lot of times man they'll they'll flare you hit that call one time and it's just that you could see sometimes the birds will call shy you know that's gotcha. you just gotta sometimes you just gotta be quiet and just let the birds work and then come in because if they want that spot and they're on a beeline or on a string right to it it's like do i really need to quack you know do i need to feed chuckle you know yeah that's what yeah. they want hmm. let the birds do it so yeah yeah i've heard people say that but i don't know if i've necessarily seen birds flare where i'm at from calling i mean maybe they do it's hard to tell like if it's from the yeah. call or something else or yeah i guess i'm not sure i'm, I'm sure it's different in different areas but um well, i definitely the biggest part of that is is let's say say if this refuge is i don't know i'm just making the number two square miles now in that one pond i'm in i've got six groups and mm. everybody's blown on the mallard call you know and feed chuckling you know what i mean it's yeah. kind of like it's, you're, <laughs> i guess you could say you're in who's ever at the best at competition calling you know at that point you're just yeah and that's why i think they avoid that sometimes i think they'll honestly go somewhere else where it's quiet oh yeah yeah and i hate that about public land there's a uh, one hunt this season and uh um i'm back in this marshy area off the river it's a different spot but uh um there's this guy and every time i hit my call he would call and he's like hundreds of, he's like 400 yards behind me and to the left. I'm like on the front of this Island. And then this Island goes like this. And then there's another stream. And then he's set up back there. And that's you where I wanted thought, to go. I thought you were a real duck. I don't know. It got annoying though. Every single time I saw ducks out on the big water, I'd call. And then I hear this guy calling behind me. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like every single time. And it was so annoying. And then I, I'm like, just to test it. I'm like, maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe he's just seeing ducks at the same time as me. I pick up my goose call. There's not a goose around. And I start goose calling and he starts goose calling. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. (laughs) So yeah, that's one thing about public land, man. I hate people who call to the sound of other people calling or like try to call birds away from you. I'm like, we can just like work together. You don't gotta be a jerk about it. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just really, (laughs) I can't lie too. And if I've been eating a snack or something with my head down and not paying attention to the birds are coming, if I hear someone 150 yards away from me calling, I look up because I know a bird's coming. Yeah, so yeah. You know what I mean? It's that's uh-huh. the joys of hunting public land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But it's just I mean, that's a little different than like if every single time someone else calls cuz he can't be seeing birds every time that yeah, I call. Right. And it was like all morning. I didn't shoot anything, so <laughs> I went home a little angry. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> third tip um decoy decoy variation so a lot of times out there you see guys and they got like three dozen ducks or like you know a couple dozen like huge spreads and so one thing that i've done to kind of change it up i'll go just like five five mallards or just like maybe seven or five or in in a couple mojos just something to not look like everyone else's spreads because if the ducks have seen it every single day or every time they go into a big set like that they're kind of going to get used to seeing that type of spread and you just want to change it up, you know? And another option to change up your variation is, is, uh, even if you're just hunting ducks, not geese to throw in some geese decoys, because it seems like the ducks love, love geese. I've had wood ducks land right in the middle. All it was a early goose season. It wasn't even duck season. And, uh, I had wood ducks landing in my geese decoys, no duck decoys at all. I'm like, whoa, you know? So, I mean, that kind of shows the power, the strength of being able to just use the, the goose, to uh, change up your spread a little bit, the goose decoys. Oh yeah, that's that's a good tip, and they're bigger too. So that's oh yeah, that's true. It's almost like having those Magnum duck yeah. decoys. I've never yeah. tried those, but 
Yeah. Uh, my third one was is scouting. It's funny because someone put on or uh, David, however you pronounce his last name, put on their hashtag scouting, I, and that's actually what my third one was is scouting. If you guys seen on some of those videos, a lot of them are afternoon hunts. Um, because say, you know, if I, if I put in for a lottery and a reservation and I can't get in on the morning, then we got to wait to a certain amount of guys come out for us to go back in and hunt the afternoon. Hmm. But, uh, the big thing during that time is take, I take my binoculars, you know, even if it's pub, public land and you go out there and you watch the birds, your glass round, seeing birds fly around and you're waiting to honestly see if someone shoots at it. If no one's shooting at him and they're, they keep landing in this back pothole or something, they keep dumping in there you know, that's where I'm going, you know, mm. because obviously no one's back there, number one, and you're not going to deal with people. So that's scouting thing. Now, some of the refuges I go to are basically only pits or assigned ponds, meaning mm. no one else can come in there with you. And the thing is with that, you don't really more so have a choice of getting to pre-scout it. I mean, you can glass, but that doesn't mean those guys will come out. So once you backfill it or go in, you're kind of more so going off of how many birds they shot that morning, you know, Oh, yeah. they shot three limits. Well, yeah, I'll take that blind, you know, <laughs> but other than that, if it's free roam, meaning anyone can go in there anywhere in there. Yeah. We're, we're out there glass and trying to see where we want to go hunt. Mm, yeah. I was curious about that. Cause I didn't know like with the public <laughs> refuges, like how it was like for the scouting, like how, how you can scout in that scenario. But yeah. I mean, scouting is definitely important. I think anywhere you go, Right. And, uh, yeah, be where the birds are. <laughs> yep. All right. So next tip is to hunt the weather patterns. So, um, anytime there's a cold front, you got to make sure you can get out there and hunt. And, uh, you know, it just takes a, a significant drop in temperature, like 20 degrees or something. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it's like, you know, 50 to 30 or, you know, 20 to zero, like those cold fronts get the birds moving. And so, and that, that goes back to, uh, to those spots you found the great spots you, you find early season or that you found just through your life of hunting. And, uh, the, the birds are going to return there when you get those cold fronts and those fresh moves, moves of birds. Cause those spots aren't pressured anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you can be first on the spot after a cold front, um, it's just money in the bank. Yep. Yep. Pretty there. Uh, mine was, you kind of touched on a little bit, actually. Uh, one was be different because the standard decoy, it seems like everybody buys is mallards. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I got a dozen myself, but so does everybody else. And sometimes that kind of looks obvious, you know, especially on a calm day, you know, where, where you don't have no wind and it's kind of shaking the decoys around. Um, I know I know a friend of mine actually found assassins outdoors He's got his channel on there too. He uh, actually took some old decoys and painted them to the scheme of uh, spoonies, which we have, will have a lot of uh, spoonies out mm. here. And they definitely sucked in there a lot better to his decoys. So I know we've talked about that a lot, you know, changing up our decoy spread. I know some guys, and I, you know, it's, you can laugh. Some people laugh. It's not, you know, and it may be laughable. It's not a big deal, but some guys will actually throw coot decoys. We have billions I've heard that, yeah. out here. And it's just something because it's kind of like a confidence thing for ducks. Like, oh, you know, there's mm -hmm. a bunch of dumb coots swimming around, you know, so yeah. we can go land in there. We're not going to get shot at. And so I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to do a little bit more of that, changing the tactic of that, because I definitely know it works. Mm -hmm. And I have done it myself and seen it. I just, it's been a long time since I've had any of those decoys. And I know that definitely works is 
changing that up. Or like you said, I've walked back into way back into a spot really nobody wanted to walk on a free roam refuge and took three decoys, you know, three mallards. Nice. And it worked, man. We just limited out on mallards, you know. Yeah. Obviously not this year, but <laughs> in times past. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's uh one I had one hunt earlier this year and uh it was kind of crazy because um I had just like a pile of like it was like 30 30 or more coot just sitting out there and uh i couldn't decoy the mallards in they were just going landed all oh, landed wow. with the coots and That's uh funny. yeah i didn't shoot a bird that day because all they just all kept going decoying in with the coots and or fly, landing with the coots and not decoying into my set right so yeah. well and too everybody has another thing is the mojo every everybody has a mojo out there after mm-hmm. december 1st we're out here everybody has a mojo you know and you're just like you don't look different you know that's <laughs> that's what i've noticed that just being different definitely makes a difference so i haven't seen a lot of mojos like i mean i know a lot of people have them but i haven't seen a lot of people hunting the mojos on the public land where i hunt at least yeah. so i know a lot of people say like the later in the season and i think that's true too the later in the season the worse they get like the worse they are to use but especially early season man i've had huge success with the mojos yeah and then the last one i got is hunt the hunt the late season don't be lazy get out there because not everybody else is going to get out there in the cold and uh if you get out there in the cold and you know find the moving water when everything else is froze up then you're gonna have you know the best hunts of all season i mean it's gonna stink because it's cold um but you're gonna be having so much fun having so much action that you're not gonna care yeah yeah. Uh, my my next one was everybody's. It's funny these comments because everybody's like nailing it right before I say it. It's pretty <laughs> cool. You guys are think you guys are reading my mind. But the other one was is my last one was be mobile. Um. Is you know I've been in spots like I said sometimes that's why I go with a really limited amount of decoys because. Birds may not want that spot where I'm at. And let's say I have six decoys. Well, that's easy for me. I can pick them up, go light, you know, pick them mm-hmm. up. And if they're landing, like uh, uh, Out West Outdoors was saying, you know, they landed 100 yards away all day. I've had that happen a lot of times. What I do is pick up the decoys, flush the birds, go right where they were all landing, and boom, then it turns into a successful hunt, you know? Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, I agree with that. Don't be afraid to move either. If you got, and especially if you set yourself up to be mobile like that, um, you know, don't be afraid to do it because sometimes it can uh, just make a big difference. Yep. All right. Well, you ready for the lightning round? <laughs> sure. I I'm, I don't. I think I missed this last time with, with Virginia Outdoors. I'm not sure how what goes on here. Okay, so I'm just gonna say like a a question or like a this or that. And you just answer like a quick answer back, and we're just gonna pop through them all. Okay. So here we go, lightning round. Gun. Browning What's your gun? A5. Browning A5. Yes, Dream gun. Dream gun. Browning <laughs> A5. Nice. That's what I like to hear. I'm I'm on board with that one. Uh, shot size. Uh, three inch, three shot. Number three shot, three inch over three point five. Uh, ducks or geese? Ooh, ducks. Face paint or no face paint? Oh man, 
Face paint. I guess I was, you, you're, you're putting me on the spot, man. That's hard. That's tough. Yeah, I love the face paint, even if it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Killer. Look like a mercenary. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah, that, that goes perfect with the channel name. Uh, ammo. Uh, ooh, I'm changing that this year. I can't give you a quick answer because I'm not going to shoot that cheap stuff anymore. I was <laughs> ammo you shot last year then. Or this... uh, I ain't doing that this year. I'm going to try that Browning BXD. I want to uh, try that too, yeah. I'm going to they sold Adam me with Adam Stam is a subscriber on my channel and he's like highly suggests that so I'm gonna try mm. it. Do you know how much it goes for a box? It looked like he he was telling me some better prices. I was seeing like twenty bucks a box, which is yeah, you know, that's pricey. what I seen but, too. But he said on Rogers Sporting Goods you can get a good deal on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that too. I didn't go with it. I almost did. I went with Kent's and bad choice for for my gun anyway. <laughs> yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, Browning A5s. Kent's not working them, I guess. <laughs> Uh, beard or no beard? Beard. <laughs> River or no? Uh, oh, wow. River or gr or grasslands? Oh man, these are tough. <laughs> I like both, but I just uh, I'll, I'll say grasslands. I have to All say right. that, I guess. Water or filled? Ooh, filled. Dry filled is nice. Nice. Is nice. Mojo or Lucky Duck? Mm, mojo. <laughs> Morning or evening? I like I like morning be done hang out the rest of the day nice yeah yeah I agree and it's just better where I hunt morning is okay yeah I don't know I've never had success in the evening yeah and all right so um little update guys so next Wednesday we got uh, freelance duck hunting come on coming on so if you guys haven't hit that bell button and that subscribe button you know hit that so you guys get that notification we're going live at six eastern time on wednesday next week i can't do it on friday unfortunately so i know this is only the third episode but uh we got family coming in town so won't be able to be there for that and then i'm gonna have one on monday too so i'm making it up doing one on wednesday and then monday and monday we got somewhere in wisconsin so two other great waterfall channels you guys if you haven't checked those out make sure you do and yeah hit that bell so you're notified when we go live and then let's go for the q a any questions? Give him a second. There's a little bit of delay from here yeah. to what goes on there. While we're waiting, you got any questions for me? I know. I was, I was actually thinking that myself. Hold on. <laughs> I should have wrote them down because I was actually thinking a lot of stuff too. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. I had like three of them. I should have wrote them down. That's all right. If, if you think of them later, you can ask. I got the first question. So uh, um, Brooks asked what editing software that we use. So I use, um, what's it called? Filmora. It's like, uh, I mean, it's cheaper than a lot of those other softwares you can buy, like the Adobe ones, because you got to pay like a monthly fee and it's kind of expensive. Yeah. The Filmora one, um, it's not as good, but it uh, it's cheaper. I think it's like 50, 60 bucks, one-time price, and they keep doing updates and making it better and better. But um, yeah, it's kind of just a budget software. Way better than the free stuff, but not as good as the expensive, you know, Adobe package. And how about you? Uh I use iMovie right now, just that free version that comes on my my oh, Mac yeah. Book Air. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna buy the the paid version so I can get a lot better editing, a lot of yeah. special effects stuff here this yep. spring. 
yeah, I heard that movie's pretty good. It's probably comparable to Filmora, and it's free with a Mac, which is yeah. nice, but I don't have yeah. a Mac, so I had to buy something. <laughs> yeah. And then Dream uh, Virginia Outdoors Unlimited asked, what's our dream duck? Uh, what's your What's your dream duck? I I really 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 want to shoot. I I okay. I'll say this one is number one, but I really have like three. I really want to shoot a king eider. Oh like wow! <laughs> but I, but two, you know, also a an old squaw and a, um, a harlequin would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, harlequins look cool, and uh, yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's the pintail because <laughs> we don't get them like you guys. Which uh, reminds me, yeah, yeah, definitely, man. That'd be awesome. And uh, that that reminds me of a question I had for you because uh, you shoot so many pintails and it doesn't it doesn't seem like you guys get that many mallards. So like, for you, would you rather shoot a pintail or a mallard? <laughs> well, uh, honestly, up until this year, it seemed like it was really scant, kind of scantily on the pintails. And then they so they dropped it down to one per hunter, <laughs> and then there's pintails landing our decoys, and you're like having to really be really leery about what mm. you're shooting and identify them. Obviously, you want to anyways, but it's like, oh yeah. man, you know, like oh don't you know, you stand up and that's a pintail sit down, and we never had that problem in years past. So I will say mallards right now would be great again. We did we've done good the last several years on mallards, but kind of our spots that we hunted are not available this year, so that really put a really kink in the plans for mallards this year gotcha gotcha all right so um question from freelance duck hunting, duck hunting um and it's a question for you and uh you said he saw saw that you guys were taking criticism about your your uh shot selection and overall range and what are your thoughts on this topic yeah you know what every single video <laughs> i post <laughs> and that's why I don't like the GoPro for this reason, but I'm not yeah, willing to throw yeah. that down just because of what people say. Mm-hmm. So you know, put the gun down, but and it's no big deal. That's what you put. That's what you expect when you put something online. But yeah, everybody's saying you know that we're shooting birds at 80 yards. You're sky busting. <laughs> you're sky cracking. If, you, you're, if you're shooting whatever, them at 80 yards, they wouldn't be falling. With man, it's like I don't even know where they come up with these words that they come up with them far away, but. And, you know, honestly, there was video, one video, I can't tell you which one right now, I'd have to look it up. Every bird that was shot in that video was like 35 yards max. And everybody, that was a really one where people were saying, oh, you're sky cracking, you're sky busting, you know. And I'm, I didn't even argue, I was like, yeah, I just let them think that because it's like yeah. 30 yards, man, isn't sky bust in my opinion. I Like I said, we don't really have them feet down a lot out here. It's really a lot of past shooting i've hunted on rivers and places like that where they're landing in the decoys and it, that's epic of course you know who doesn't want that yeah but it's like really on a refuge i have had them land in the decoys i have had them lock up and land but i would say the times where they're not is more than when they are yeah you know? yeah yep. yeah and that gopro so, does just dis- distort it a lot big time there like, was one just... in fact i kind of i kind of was a little harsh on the so i was like oh let me guess that was <laughs> That was 40 yards away, and that bird literally, well, the one video, the bird was literally seven yards away. It was a little buffy, and I literally, he was so close, it blew his whole wing off, which I've never seen that before. It was hilarious, but it blew the whole left wing off the bird, and in the video, I would, you would say, oh, that's probably 15 yards, and it was like seven, 
you know mm, yeah yeah i've seen that too i've had like i think it was like the mallard freeze video like we had the ducks like or no it was the one with uh the one before that i can't remember the name but um where i went with my brother-in-law and like mm-hmm. we had ducks and like we're standing like 10 oh, feet yeah. off the edge of the creek <coughs> and yeah it was awesome and like the birds they're right there and it was like it looks so much further than the gopro but like i mean it's a hard shot because they're so close <laughs> you know what i do too I, i'm curious I, actually here's my question for you what setting do you have your gopro on i use 1080 thir- or 1080 60 but i have it on medium and i've mm. actually helped, seen that that's helped not make them look so far yeah actually i actually don't use a gopro so i have a off-brand oh, okay. one and uh i can't even remember the brand it's like e 80s like some numbers and like seven thousand or something but yeah i definitely want to upgrade to the five like probably a couple fives this off season yeah, but um yeah right now i'm just hunting with a, a cheaper off-brand it's like 70 bucks or something and i got two of them but yeah um so I guess the settings I have on them is 1080, 60, but I don't know. I don't think it has like a range, like oh, okay. the close, medium, or wide <laughs> or something. I think it's just full wide all the time. So, all right. Um, Peter asks, um, what is the popularity of the Winchester X experts besides they are cheap i hear they aren't completely round and don't shoot as high kent's work and my guns browning and beretta it's the shooter so he's saying that uh <laughs> that it's our fault for the kent's not shooting well um no. <laughs> i mean it could be but i patterned it and it didn't work with my gun so i i don't know if it's different from each browning to browning or whatever um but for whatever reason, the Kints didn't work well in my in in my Browning, and I, I patterned them, and it was it was awful. And I still hunted with them a little bit, and just switching to the Winchesters for whatever reason. And it doesn't really matter the ammo cost for me. It's just how well they perform, how well they right, pattern, right. and how likely you are to get a duck. Because when I shoot the Kints, the the like I'd hit them with like a BB or two, and you could see the ducks like you know like do that and keep flying. I'm like, okay, well, that's so, not going to work. <laughs> so you're using the Winchester Super Xs? I, I guess I'm not using the Super Xs. I'm using, what are they called? I'm, curi- I'm just oh, curious. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Super them. Xs. Yeah, it's the, oh, the, yeah, it's the super cheap one. A, you've never had a misfeed or anything with those, huh? Mm-mm, never. Huh. I, I guess I did you know when I when I used the two and three quarters, I had misfires. But really? that was dove load, super tiny yeah. um, load, two and three quarters, and right when I got the gun. And that's the only time I've had misfires. Really? That's the, yeah, that's the shells that I'm having with. And someone said, oh, you need to learn how to clean your gun. I'm like, dude, I cleaned my gun last night. <laughs> it has nothing to do. I clean my gun all the time. It's duck season. And you get wet, you got to clean that thing or you'll get rust. But yeah, um, I, you know what, though? I've shot those since I bought that gun, which is three years ago. And I never had an issue with it before. So I don't know, maybe the ejector or something. Hmm. But I've always, a lot of people told me it's the crimp. The crimp <clears throat> is a little longer. So once the shell goes out and it opens up, it can hang up and i wonder you have the wicked wing right yeah so i don't so know I maybe there's some upgrade or, or maybe and you think that they would uh because browning owns winchester so i assume that right. they test their guns with the ammo they make i mean it only makes sense to me and that's why i assumed that even though it was cheap ammo it shot so well out of my gun because it patterns great and i mean i knock down birds with it like crazy nice. well I, and, I, and i i love the i shoot well with the uh, Winchester Super X three inch three shot, honestly, and I, that's why I'm like, ah, I'm almost not wanting to move. But at the same time, I don't want to have to pull a miss. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's not worth it. So okay. Um, 
Let's try to find the next question here. Shoot high. There, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite duck call? I'll let you go first on this one. Okay. <clears throat> well, maybe can I give you a cheap version and an expensive version? Sure. Yeah. Let's go. I'm actually going to. I'm actually going to do a review on that here pretty soon later on. But the cheap one is that is a, um, a Buck Gardner Double Nasty. That that call is so raspy and so easy to blow. It's it's actually really crazy, and I love that call. I always have one or two of those on my lanyard. But uh, this year I bought. I do like RNT, but I had some issues with it sticking because it, it's got that regular cork in there. But this mm. year I actually purchased. Um, oh, now my mind's gonna go blank. Then I'm sitting here talking about it. It's. Uh, I bought the. Um, oh, JJ Lairs. Mm. The JJ Lairs, man, those those calls are on every single one of them. They have like five or six. Are those the, the pricey calls. ones then? Yes, and those are the pricey. Those are you know one forty. Oh wow, that is pricey. Yeah. <laughs> I got the JJ Lairs A5. Nice. So that's a very I guess, good call. Nice. Yeah, I guess for me, I've just, I've, I've only uh, really used the Duck Commander calls, and I do want to branch out and try some different stuff. But yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, I, I definitely want to try some like the custom calls that people have. Um, you see a lot of the like the small guys on on Instagram posting them and stuff. Uh, some of those look pretty cool. I want to try some of those? Maybe some 3D printed ones, or you know, yeah. just any variety of calls but yeah. for me i just use the duck commanders right now but looking to branch out which one specifically are you using oh um i got two like one is like so many, i know one's like the old it's the duck i can't remember the name it's like the old like one of the original ones it's laying on the floor i'm not gonna go get it uh <laughs> i can't i can't remember the name and then i got like the uncle side it's like the green one you know i didn't really pay too too close attention to the names i guess Yeah, I use the me. They're said talking about the camera. I use the 1080 medium too. Yeah, that's what friend. Yeah, yeah I, he's, I, I don't know if I said narrow. Maybe I might have said narrow, but definitely medium for sure. Yeah, I think that's what he said. <clears> yeah, and I, I know freelance puts his right in the decoys too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that does look really good. I've done that too. I need to do that more next year. That's a very good tip. Yeah, I don't know. I need to get some kind of like steak or something. But uh -huh. usually the thing is with me, I don't get the close shots like that. I usually put mine behind me because I like to get like. Yeah. Me in the shot as well, uh -huh. and yeah. I think that looks good. It's kind of like, like a that. give and take because you get like a really cool like kill shot when you put it in the decoys. But I don't know. It's like I really like getting the shooter in there too. So uh, it's kind of give and take. Maybe yeah. I need uh, three three GoPros. I don't know. But the <laughs> <laughs> hey, more the merrier. The only yeah, thing yep. is, man, we know, both know that's more editing, more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes when I go by myself, I only run like two cameras. I can edit those videos way faster than like yeah. if I got. Sometimes, I mean, I'll run up to like three or four cameras and then my buddy will run a camera or two as well. And he gives me his footage. And like when I had the cold front thunder video, our six man limit, I had like, I don't even know, like five cameras to go through. That was like a nightmare. Oh, because... That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turned out well though. Yes. It's good to have the footage for that, but it takes yeah. way longer to edit, especially trying to get them out like one right after the other. Yeah. Let's see. Next question. Uh, Virginia Outdoors Unlimited wants to know if you guys are allowed to use the motion decoys in California, like the spinning wing decoys, or if they prohibit that at all. Oh, he must have 
It must be delayed a little bit, huh? Because now he's saying he's he's got he got. Thanks for clarification. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, someone else. That might have been a question for you, though, huh? Um, I don't know. Oh, he's talking about. Oh, he's talking to someone else. He's talking to Peter. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 Uh, David is asking if we fish in the off season. Um, I fly fish in the off season. Um, so I'll be looking for some videos for that. Probably won't, won't be as like many as like duck hunting, but here or there, I'll probably get out a, a little bit of supplemental videos. Yeah. Do, How about you? Maybe, will you be able to do any in like, I know it's probably a funny question, but maybe instructional. I've always, or is that something you got to learn in person probably, huh? The fly fishing? Yeah. I mean, you could do instructional. Um, I never have done it. I just, cause I don't, I don't want to like overload this channel with fly fishing stuff necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like I think like the, the actual fishing videos are cool, like for people to watch, right. but, um, I feel like the people who subscribe to the channel might not necessarily want to see like, and this is how you cast and this is how you roll cast. And this yeah. is like, or like yeah. tying a fly. It might be like a little bit different from, you know, what they're expecting to see. I don't know. Gotcha. Gotcha. I've thought about starting a second channel, but I can barely like keep up with the content with one. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. if I could, I'd, if I, I would start you. a second channel, it'd definitely be fly fishing because That's it's cool. a, is my second passion besides duck hunting. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, uh, I definitely bass fish and I've fished, you know, since a little kid, it was usually always for trout and stuff. But this last summer I really got into bass fishing, like, like addicted bad. I bought a boat and <laughs> all that good stuff. So I was like, Oh, nice. I love it. So I'm really looking forward to the uh, pre-spawn and the spawn. Oh yeah, this yeah. Spring, which should actually hear pretty soon. And actually, it's crazy weather. Next week is supposed to be almost 80 degrees here in California, which is nice. not normal in February. So I don't. Yeah, you might get an early right spawn now. then. Yeah, yeah, we might. Yeah, I used to bass fi bass fish like crazy, but I've kind of strayed away with it, learning all this fly fishing stuff over the last. I don't know, five years or so, because uh, I don't know. We got some cool streams up in Michigan and uh, rivers coming off like the Great Lakes for like steelhead and salmon, yeah. and then their trout streams as well. So I just head up north into Michigan, and I have some pretty sweet fishing for that. And you guys, don't you guys have sweet steelhead rivers over yeah. there in California? Yeah, there is some very very good spots, and there's a lot of people fly. In fact, we went down to the river, and there was people fly fishing yesterday when I took my <laughs> wife and kids to the park. They were out there. Um, fly fishing too so mm. they're definitely early still head stream or uh run i mm -hmm. guess probably mm -hmm. nice all right let's see what we got oh I, I think david asked earlier uh and i forgot about that question but i think david asked if uh like what our plans are for off-season videos so i'll let you go first on this one. Oh, you know i just planned on doing um tips or not tips i shouldn't say that like reviews i'm gonna do some reviews on gun calls how to, you know, blowing some duck calls. Uh, also, fishing is definitely going to be one of them, bass fishing. I'm also got a couple of big hunts planned this year, um, Some a big game whitetail hunting, which is, that should be really cool. And then also a lot of predator hunting too. But I had kind of asked that too, is, you know, I put on my social media, you know, what do you guys want to see? What kind of videos interest you, you know? But definitely some deer hunting, possibly – uh, some other big game too. Haven't really nailed it down yet, but for sure, I, I'm gonna definitely keep the vi the videos coming at least once twice nice. a week. Yeah, I got a pretty similar plan. I'm gonna do like some tips, reviews, instructional stuff for duck hunting. You know, just try to go over the stuff that I I normally do. And um, yeah, same with that. Um, it's a little difficult. You know, it's 
the way that the algorithm works, you kind of have to stay, um, mm-hmm. I think, active for them to keep you like in the algorithm as mm-hmm. um, you know preferable for them to promote you. And uh, with duck hunting, we got you know three or four months of the year we can actually make hunt videos, which is like right. my favorite part of the duck hunting channels. Right. But you know, so yeah. definitely won't. I'll be doing the podcast weekly, which is what I'm actually excited about because That's I mean cool. this is yeah it's a lot of fun to have um, like minded guys on here, duck hunters, and you know hear from their their crazy stuff yeah. they got going on in like California or you know last right. week we had Virginia outdoors and yeah. you know got uh, freelance duck hunting from kansas next week and so it's just like you know that'll be like yeah it'll be my uh my project for the off season is keeping this stuff running that was a a really great idea also training rocky too my dog that's gonna be something i'll have on every couple weeks too so that's fun that's just fun for me though too so yeah uh have you ever heard of the wind whacker that's from peter I I've never, never, never heard of it. <laughs> I'm curious now what it is. <laughs> okay. And then uh, Peter was saying that he does the, or he, do you guys do a uh, snow goose conservation season? Uh, do we have a snow goose conservation season in Indiana? We do have one, but they don't actually show up that often. Um, Indiana is not a big state for snow geese, but I mean, I'd love it if they showed up in one of the fields we got permission in. Actually, a funny story is uh, the guys I hunt with, I think it was th- uh, three seasons ago, one of the fields got loaded up, and it was after late goose season. And uh, they are just telling me about this last week. And uh, they're like, oh, man, that, I wish this was in season. And they forgot that the snow goose season goes way past the late goose season. Oh. And it was in a field that had permission. And they thought about it later. They're like, we could have hunted those. <laughs> oh, man. And so we never get them in Indiana like that. Like, I mean, like Kansas and I, I guess you shoot right. them too. Yeah. Over there in California. We got one little, little window. That's the late season, but not like those guys have. They, they, it's unbelievable what those guys get. Nice. Nice, David. Salmon still had her awesome fish to catch on any type of gear. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, yeah it does, man. <laughs> I like that comment about the beers. <laughs> I'll take it, I guess. Yeah. This is a uh, grown out all season. Oh, that's nice. I think you, I trimmed you... it down once. But I don't know. I'm not sure if I'll trim it down here again or keep it going, but it's getting a little out of control. So I don't know what we'll do. That's funny. All right. Well, last call on questions. If not, we're going to wrap this thing up. Awesome. Good. Yeah. So uh, I think that's it for the questions. Um, thanks for joining me, Titus. It's been awesome. Really enjoyed uh, yeah, hearing about California and how you guys hunt out there. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can do this again sometime. For sure. I'd love to. This is great. Yeah. That was awesome. So I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And uh, we'll see you get all you guys next time. Let's go.